It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins made a handful of tweaks to their roster on the defensive side of the ball throughout the course of the weekend. We are talking about those moves, plus a quick recap of the weekend's scrimmage here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, August 7th, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. Here on the Locked On Network, you can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat with any order. You don't want to take your bird dogs off once you got them. I guarantee that. I'm Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino. And the old draft background's going to come in clutch for us here today on this Monday episode of the show uh, because the Dolphins signed a pair of defenders over the weekend, and, or it's been reported that they've signed and are signing a pair of defenders over the weekend. Uh, it was announced that the team had parted ways with Anthony Montalvo, the UDFA defensive lineman out of UCF. Pretty quiet. I, I know the uh, tweets announcing him. Um, being cut from the team, said that he flashed. And yes, I think he he made a decent shake of plays with the third team, but I, I think it was pretty apparent that was a practice squad developmental type player that the Dolphins moved on from and went out and secured a player 
who was an SEC player picked in the fourth round of the 2018 NFL draft, has played some meaningful defensive snaps. He's played over a thousand defensive snaps in the NFL. And I think it raises the floor for those depth players for the Dolphins on the defensive line, that being Deshaun Hand, formerly of the Detroit Lions. So when we talk about the draft background coming in clutch for us here on Locked on Dolphins, know this. I have on my third screen here for those uh, who are watching on the YouTube channel, my old draft prospectus from the 2018 NFL draft. And both players that the Dolphins added were from the 2018 NFL draft. So I have full-on scouting reports for both guys. And Deshaun Hand was a player who I had ranked as the 15th interior defensive lineman of the 2018 NFL draft. He was my 187th ranked player. I'll give you the synopsis. I'll give you some traits that I think are relevant for the Dolphins and talk about where he's won, and then we'll talk about what he's done since he's gotten into the NFL and how we can fit into the puzzle that is the Dolphins' defensive front. Defensive lineman Deshaun Hand projects as a base end and an even front. Hand shows a pleasant blend of point-of-attack skills and penetration when he's let off the leash. Hand can contribute on all three downs as an outside run defender and potentially inside on obvious passing downs. This is a player who has been a rotational player in the NFL, and obviously with him tipping the scales at 297 pounds is, I believe, what he's currently listed at. Uh, he came into the league at 282, so he's stacked on some weight. And he, had, he has three career sacks, and those three sacks all came in his rookie season as a 23-year-old rookie who started eight games for the Lions in 2018. I think what you found is some of the translatability as an outside player has kind of withered, and, and as he's transformed his body, um, some of the traits that we discussed in the scouting report back in 2018 aren't necessarily relevant anymore, but some of them are. So we'll start with hand technique. Uh, this this is a player who has 34 and a quarter inch arms. So he has prototypical length to play along the defensive line in the NFL. Desirable length showcases consistent ability to press and shed potential blockers while utilizing extension to keep avenues clear to scrape and disengage falling off blocks. Competitive toughness has some lapses that are concerning. I think that's aided by the fact that he's added 15 pounds since I wrote the scouting report. Needs to be more consistent with keys at the point of attack to prevent losing pad level and getting pushed around. Two gap ability. I think this is relevant for uh, the the Dolphins and the Fangio front of playing at a man disadvantage in the box with what they show on the back end of the defense and, and being able to steal gaps. We talked about that with Cody Alexander a few weeks ago. Shows desirable ability to punch and extend and lock, peak, and shed the point of attack. Good leverage with hands to yank blockers off their platform and good trust in his timing to handily discard of blocks as the ball declares into a gap. So what you're getting is not a sexy player. It's not a needle mover. I think with the added weight, uh, this was already a player who was average uh, with their 10-yard split, a.k.a. their short air explosiveness, their penetration upside. Uh, adding 15 pounds onto that, I don't think is necessarily really going to help you that much. But you think about the Dolphins and what they have. And they have Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. And look, Vic Fangio came out and was asked about the defensive line depth at, at the end of last week and acknowledged like Zach Sealer can play some nose. I think Christian Wilkins might be the best nose tackle on the team. Now, is that the most impactful position to play him? Probably not. Well, definitely not. 
but I think Christian Wilkins would be the best nose tackle on the team. So I think you have some versatility here where they chose to go with somebody who is more of a primary B-gap defender. But you have Wilkins, Sealer, Raekwon Davis, who's a little bit more of just an A-gap guy as far as I'm concerned. Emmanuel Agba is probably your next B-gap defender. And then it's the Wild West. It really is. Now, I, I think with the amount of depth that you have with edge guys and the amount of even fronts you're probably going to play with this, where you'll have Wilkins and Sealer in the game, and then you'll have Phillips and Chubb and Van Ginkle and Reed and include Agba in there if you'd like to. Um, uh, I don't think the depth is necessarily super concerning, but it is something where having another guy, you, you're going to carry somebody else on the 53 regardless. Whether it ends up being Jalen Twyman or Josiah Bronson, we know it won't be Maltavo. It might end up being Peely from USC, who I think is an A-gap exclusive type player anyway. I'd still be surprised if they don't end up plucking somebody maybe after the 53-man roster cutdown window comes and, and put somebody on your roster in that capacity. But I think hand raises the floor of what your fourth B-gap defender looks like in this scheme. I don't think it raises the ceiling because the ceiling is defined by the two guys at the top of the depth chart. But I do think it raises the floor. If you're going to be rotational, he's taken a thousand snaps defensively in the NFL. And he's played meaningful snaps as recently as 2020. Now, he bounced around from Detroit and Tennessee in 2021. He was in Tennessee last year, played in one game. Like he, He's kind of got pushed to the brink. I think he's a replacement-level player. But if you're replacing a practice squad caliber player, who whichever, if it's Bronson or Twyman, or if it was going to be Montavo, like all those guys, as far as my evaluation of those guys, they're practice squad caliber players. If you're taking a practice squad caliber player and upgrading it with a replacement level player, it's still a more high quality player investing a 53 spot. And I think the experience is something that, that, you know, Miami could use for the depth. Now, I don't think he's a lock to make the roster when it's all said and done because I'd expect the Dolphins and Chris Greer has done this continuously to churn the bottom of his roster. He's very, very resistant to being complacent with the guys who are in the bottom 25% of the roster. Those guys get turned over fairly consistently, and I will not be surprised if that continues. And if the Dolphins found an opportunity to bring somebody else in that they like more than Deshaun Hand, I would expect them to take that opportunity and for Hand to not be with the team. But at the very least, going into joint practices and the start of the preseason, I think you've raised the floor for a bottom six 53-man roster spot. I think you've got a, a higher floor player, even if the ceiling's not necessarily particularly higher either. Uh, we're going to talk about the other investment that the Dolphins made, and that being Perry Nickerson next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I'll tell you what, though, uh, we got hooked up with another swag box from our friends over at Bird Dogs, uh, including the white tech hat that you guys can get with your orders. And my goodness, um, I subscribe personally to the idea that you got to look at the play good. And that goes for everything in life that's not just getting on the football field and having good uniforms. Um, so Bird Dogs is your embodiment of the everyday look good to play good. 
They have this stretch fit. They're designed to fit better on your leg and give you that sculpted look. They kind of do the same thing as Lululemon, but it fits way better. It still has that stretch ability. It's You're not dealing with stiff, stuffy, restricting cotton. Bird Dog did this with cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki. So you can wear them. I just did a photo, uh, maternity, paternity photos with my wife over the weekend. And I had on the bird dogs for the shoot because they look like nice dress clothing, but they stretch and breathe. Uh, and that anti-stick sweat wicking material, you're out doing a photo shoot on a Sunday and it's muggy and 92 degrees. And we're unfazed because of bird dog and that anti-stick sweat wicking material. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat for free with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat for free. You won't want to take your bird dogs off once you got them. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Perry Nickerson, corner. Formerly of the New York Jets, played with Tulane and was drafted in the sixth round of the same NFL draft. So I do have to um, type his name in here to the search on the PDF that I have. Perry Nickerson. Got him. He's floated around a fair bit as well. Um, Jets, Jaguars, Packers, Vikings. These have been some of the stops. Uh, for Perry Nickerson. Now the Jets drafted him in the sixth round, 179th overall in the 2018 NFL draft. He checks in, at, checked in at six foot and 180 pounds uh, when he came through the NFL combine process. He ran a 4-3-2, uh, so he can blaze. And he had some unreal ball production. At Tulane, he had 16 career interceptions and 31 additional passes defense. Now, that has not translated to the NFL. I think that's an important note to make. He has one combined interception and pass defense, and that came in his rookie season in 2018 as a 24-year-old rookie. Perry Nickerson has uh, taken about the same amount of special team snaps as he has defensive snaps over the course of his NFL career to this point in time. I think this is uh, some interesting competition. I think there's some things you can maybe read in between the lines for as far as what this means for some of the other guys on the roster. But we'll dive into that after we read the assessment. Uh, and I really liked Perry Nickerson. I comped him to Tavon Young out of Temple, who was a, an undersized nickel who showed really good flashes, but dealt with durability issues uh, at the NFL level. And Nickerson missed uh, 11 games in 2013 early in his college career as, as a result of a knee injury as well. 
Here's the assessment. I gave him a fourth round grade, a fourth round valuation. So this is, if you're going to go off hits and misses, this is probably technically a miss uh, for me. I did have him day three, but I like the upside here. Uh, Nickerson has an impressive athletic profile and significant production, but his lean frame and inability to play with functional strength will restrict him to playing largely in the slot. Nickerson could feasibly be a nickel defender from day one. That did not happen. Now, Here's what we know about this Fangio scheme. A lot of zone match principles, a lot of zone defense. The nickel is, is an area where you have to be able to tackle. So we're going to read the tackling assessment. We're going to read the football instincts assessment. We're going to read the zone coverage assessment for Perry Nickerson coming out of Tulane. Tackling needs to keep his head up, prefers to cut low and take out the legs from receivers and ball carriers, but in doing so loses his base and can miss tackles due to poor length poor strength, and ineffective ability to slide his feet and mirror in these instances. Okay, so not necessarily a huge strength. The zone cover skills. Heady player stays true to his eyes when reading the play on his own platform, has little issue with peeling off initial receivers that declare into his zone once reading the quarterback's arm, has good deep speed and enough length in coverage to sustain combativeness on vertical targets when playing in phase. So that's if you're in the hip pocket, uh, the ability to reach and combat the hands of the receiver was an area where I thought length was sufficient, whereas as a tackler, I didn't think he had a large tackling radius. Uh, and then the other one that we wanted to uh, tackle was uh, spacing. Short area movement skills provide ample opportunity to work into a throwing window and react to the quarterback. Has true nose for the ball and the ability to break off initial stem uh, to carry and challenge football in a wide area of the field. So large area of influence and cover. Obviously, this is there's 267 NFL defensive snaps and 212 of them came as a rookie. So you're talking 55 defensive snaps since 2019, right? It, it's not necessarily a high uh, reward outcome in signing Perry Nickerson. But what I think the, the interesting thing with Perry Nickerson is, is when you look at the Dolphins death chart, you ask yourself, okay, what, what do they have? Right. And they have Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, you have Jalen Ramsey, who we're expecting back at some point around mid season with the, the knee injury, the meniscus repair. You have a second-round rookie in Cam Smith. You have a former first-round pick in Noah Igbenogany, who has shown life this preseason in a way in which he has not ever <laughs> uh, throughout the course of his NFL career. You have Eli Apple, a former top-10 overall pick who's been a meaningful starter for the Bengals who have been in the AFC Championship the last two seasons. That's five. Now, one of them, Jalen Ramsey, is going to miss time. Nick Needham, I expect, is probably going to be, be on the physically unable to perform list to start the season. I would be surprised if you saw him before midseason at the earliest. I have some other names. Bryce Thompson is a UDFA. He's flashed a little bit. I don't think he's necessarily somebody who you would invest a 53 spot in, but he is somebody who uh, was very physically gifted, high, very highly recruited player, uh, kind of slipped through the cracks in the pre-draft process, never lived up his potential in college. Justin Bethel, 
specialty career special teams guy. Keon Crossan, we have not seen Keon Crossan. Now, Mike McDaniel, when he was asked about Keon Crossan last week, made it sound like uh, he wasn't particularly concerned about Crossan missing a bunch of time, and he said he's one of the fastest healers he's ever been around. But I look at Keon Crossan, and he's owed like $3.5 million this year. And if the Dolphins are serious about adding a meaningful player into their ranks, this might be a spot where you are kind of inclined to embrace some more competition and get these guys going for special teams rep. And and, and that also includes Mark Gilbert, who they signed uh, as another corner uh, over the course of the past couple of days as well. I mean, they brought in several corners. I don't know if this is a matter of we got to get through training camp and have enough bodies at the cornerback position to, to feel like, you know, we're not going to run our guys into the ground. That was something I thought was interesting with Mike McDaniel and talking about Cam Smith. He said, you know, he's kind of dealing with the issue that a lot of young players deal with when they first come into the league is you spend all this time training to run sprints and then you got to flip the switch and get back involved with guys who have spent their, their entire offseason training to actually play football. And that's a very real thing for a lot of young players. So is this a matter of, look, we're down Jalen Ramsey right now. We're down Nick Needham right now. We're down Keon Crossan right now. We're down Trill Williams right now. Like we got to have more bodies to just work so that the load management isn't too high. That's probably where I would be inclined to guess some of these investments are, are coming into play right now because I don't think the ceiling, again, with the tackling for Perry Nickerson and his size and stature is particularly appealing for him to be a special teams player. But I do think there is a special teams player in Keon Crossan who's kind of on watch a little bit. It's really interesting stuff, really interesting how they're they're choosing to uh, address some of these roster transactions for the uh, spots that you would probably associate are are not going to end up being 53-man roster players, including Mark Gilbert, who they, they brought in over the course of the weekend as well. Uh, so that's something to keep keep your eyes peeled for. Now, we did have the scrimmage over the weekend, and we we're going to touch on that to bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close. Before we get there, football season is just about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win big all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. How's this for a new layer to FanDuel? Pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on take advantage of this super cool opportunity to bet all season long along with your dolphins pick to win the super bowl if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. So the scrimmage went down on Saturday, and then the players were off on Sunday. It's kind of a chance for me to catch my breath, but you saw uh, the highlights. Obviously, there was a, a lightning delay. Zach Thomas gets inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and gives his speech during the lightning delay. I think that's maybe just the football gods getting everybody aligned and having their priorities say, look, let's all take 15 minutes here and listen to Zach with his induction speech, which obviously was was a treat for Dolphins fans everywhere. And Dolphins fans showed up big time in Canton. So tip of the cap to you guys. But uh, with the scrimmage itself, I think if you're keeping tabs on wins and losses for each side of the ball, it was a win for the defensive side of the football. I think you saw some momentum just before the lightning delay and immediately after the lightning delay before Eli Apple made a big play at the end of the scrimmage uh, to secure... Uh, an exclamation point for the defense. I thought you saw the the offense kind of swing back a little bit. Um, but I, I love the fact that this camp is competitive with each side of the ball at each other's throats and there's give and take. And the highly competitive nature, uh, you know, it's it's not like one side of the ball is beating down the other side of the ball day in and day out relentlessly and nonstop. There's days in which the offense has their way. There's days in which the defense has their way. And uh, I think you're only going to make each other better on the other side of the ball. And that's something that I've come to appreciate the more that I've talked with players and they talk about the guys that are on the, that aren't playing necessarily on Sundays, but the guys that they go against during the week and how they get them ready for the game. You've kind of heard some of those cliches about, you know, we, we won on game day during the week because of the preparation and the work that it took and practices being hard of the games and so on and so forth. And I, I think especially for the Dolphins offense, there's going to be some a significant number of games since you play this season where the practices are going to be harder than, than the games because of the talent of the Dolphins defense. And then obviously you have the Vic Fangio layer in there as well. So um, I thought the play from Eli Apple was a, a great play to sync. You saw that clip on social media. Uh, kind of a two-minute offense situation. They're going down into the red zone. Uh, Durham Smythe runs a, a corner route and kind of do doesn't drift back down to the ball, and Eli's sinking in the flat as a cloud corner, and he sinks underneath of it. And then after practice ends, you see the uh, scrum with with Tua Tungvaloa getting the entire offense together and, and really kind of delivering a message to the offensive side of the ball, which – Look, that that leadership, say what you will about the execution, but just take the play of the interception by Eli Apple in a vacuum. Okay. And let's just let's just talk about this one play. The ways in which that could have gone wrong. It could have been a bad ball from Tua. He could have put it further back towards the back pylon. It could have been a bad route from the perimeter receiver. If he doesn't run with the proper urgency or if he doesn't sell or if he releases wrong and gets the corner's eyes in the right spot uh, where, you know, do you release inside or do you release outside? If you outside release, the, the corner's going to have to go with you and follow you. Do you release inside and take the path of least resistance? And that allows the corner with it, your, his eyes coming inside to play the receiver that releases inside. Now his eyes get back to the quarterback and he feels that and sinks where if he'd released outside, his eyes would have had to go onto the sideline and he wouldn't have seen it. He wouldn't be able to drop underneath of it. That could have been the route from Durham Smythe could have been wrong. Like that, that's the level of layers that just in one individual play, I don't have the answers. I don't know. 
But if you're just watching the play, you're like, oh, okay, well, the corner was out there and he sank underneath it. You shouldn't have thrown the ball there. I'm not making excuses for Tua Tagovailoa. Very easily could have been Tua Tagovailoa's fault. And if it was, I would assume Tua in that huddle is saying, oh, that, that's on me, but that's an embodiment of all of us need to execute at a higher level. And I'm not really worried about pointing fingers at what went right or what went wrong on one play in the red zone to end a scrimmage on July f- or on August 5th. It's not important. What is important is you have a team, and I emphasize team and not just an individual player. You have a team of players who are raising the standard and are not content. And that is something that, and there's plenty of action on social media this morning uh, about, about how tired Dolphins fans are about not winning meaningful games late in years and competing for championships. And yes, I want that more than anything myself, but that has to come from within. And that comes from players and leaders holding themselves and their team accountable and seeing that kind of interaction. And I'll tell you this, you know, we're, we're I can't give you details because it, it's part of the uh, agreement of those who are uh, in attendance for practices, not open to the public. But the Friday practice, the infamous 12 sack practice, um, was one in which the defense was very animated in talking to the offense and and holding the offense accountable for not doing their part. And then on Tuesday of the following week, when they finish practice inside and Chris Brooks rips off a 95-yard run, uh, there was some really emotional, emphatic discussion to the team as we were walking back into uh, the media area uh, by leadership of that football team about answering the call and raising the standard and so on and so forth. And, you know, it, it was from somebody that I would not have pictured mentally being able to deliver that. So, You have seen and I have seen now between the scrimmage and some of the behind the curtain things, there is a level of in the midst of all the fun and the uh, upright throwing competition behind the scenes, behind the curtain and, and internally within this team, there is a heightened sense of the standard. And I've seen it. And I appreciate a leader on the team taking that time to address in the immediate aftermath of a performance that was not to the standard that they're going to hold themselves to, to speak and deliver to the team and deliver a message. And I can't wait to see how they respond while playing somebody else this week in the Atlanta Falcons. And then, of course, those joint practices, of course start tomorrow so you're going to want to make sure you hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on locked on dolphins because it is your team every day i appreciate all of you for checking out the show you can find us on youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shout out to the everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis make it a great rest of your monday i'll be back to talk to y'all again soon Ben's up If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.